Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Acts chapter 3, turn to Acts chapter 3, and we're going to read um, a passage of Scripture. There are so many times I've preached from this passage. Um, There's something about Acts chapter 3 which is central to who CityGate Church is. And I know there's, there's all sorts of scriptures and the 6,000 scriptures or promises in the Bible and all this sort of thing and so many passages we could turn to, so many great um, examples of, of the heart of God and of the authority and the power of the church, all of those things. But there's something about Acts chapter 3. In fact, there are two passages which really hit home to me. Acts chapter 3 and then also Mark where there's the lady with the issue of blood. And those two passages, I've preached on those two passages probably more than any other passages over 33 years of, of pastoring and preaching. There's something about those two passages which, which just, yep, that's me. That's us. And so today, I'm not going to attempt to preach the passage. (laughs) Sounds a little bit weird, because if we try and preach the passage, we'll be here all day, and it'll just pull everything out of me that that is just who we are as a church. But I want to to take Acts chapter 3 as a, as the, as the example to speak on what I'm going to be speaking on today. So Acts chapter 3 from verse 1. Now Peter and John went up to the temple together at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily, every day, at the gate of the temple, to ask alms of those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for money. And fixing his eyes on him with John, listen to what he says. So... Peter says, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something of them, from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and he pulled him up. And immediately... His feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked, entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, praising God. When you know what God's done in your life, you can't stop praising. You can't stop praising. If you stop praising, you've forgotten what God has done for you. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And then they knew that it was he who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple begging. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John. I really see this. I can can imagine this. All the people ran together to them at the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. And so when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, never waste an opportunity. Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Why do you look so intently at us as though by our own power, our own ability, our own 
godliness, we made this man healed. We got him to walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant, the Lord Jesus Christ, whom you delivered up and you denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a, um, a, a murderer to be granted to you instead in his place. And you killed the Prince of Life, life whom God raised from the dead of who we all talk about today. We see this is who we live for now. This is our lifestyle now. And his name, which is the name of Jesus, his name through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. There is so much in that passage. It is absolutely full. I'm so glad this happened at the beginning of the book of Acts. This is the most amazing example of the believers. They got hold of what had happened. They got it. They understood it. Everything that had been done for three and a half years, that which had been accomplished on the cross and when Jesus was raised from the dead, they got it. It was in them. It was coming out of their mouths. They were confident in it. They were bold in it. They were just going up to pray. They see some guy who's lame from his mother's womb. They said, look at us. That which we have, we give. Get up. And it was faith in the name of Jesus that did it. Today, I wanna speak on faith in the name of Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus. Why do we have, why do we need faith in the name of Jesus? What does it do? What's it all about? I've heard so many sermons on we must have faith. What faith will do? Well, today I wanna talk about not just what faith will do and that, I wanna talk about what faith is and how to walk in it. See, so many Christians know we need faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. We know so often the power of faith and what it's all about and, and we must have it and yet so many believers have got so little of it. So what I wanna really stir in the house today is an understanding that we can develop our faith and we must develop our faith, we must. We must develop our faith. Faith, growth is in your hands. It's not an answer to prayer. Faith does not grow because God gives you more. Faith does not come because God decides to give you some faith. The day you were born again, God put faith in you and in me. And it's a seed and it's a spirit and it's a word and it's a kingdom. That 
faith, that spirit of faith. It's mountain moving, dead, raising, sick, healing, devil, kicking, Jesus, praising, faith on the inside. And we all start with the measure of faith. And we all get the same one. It's a spirit of faith. From that day on, we've got to put that faith to work. We've got to use that faith. I remember the first time I laid hands on, on someone for them to be healed. I didn't start with a corpse. I didn't start with somebody with terminal cancer. It's not where I started. I actually started with the closest thing to me. I just thought, you know, I'll just, you know, begin. But you start where you're at and you grow it. And you grow it. You don't start by trying to move Mount Everest. Hello? You start with the hill that you've just had to put up with and cope with and you thought, oh, it doesn't really matter. It absolutely matters. Use your faith and move it. But don't start with Everest. But as we go on in life, we go from the molehills of life to the hills, to the mountains, to become Mount Everest movers. We got to develop our faith. We must develop our faith because every day, we are faced with things that demand fruit from our faith. Demand fruit. Three things demand fruit from our lives. Number one, almighty God. Number two, your circumstances. And number three, the devil. They demand fruit. If there's someone who is sick in this room today, it's demanding fruit from my life. Because Jesus said, heal the sick. So there is a demand that is placed on the believer to develop our faith. Can I hear an amen? amen? So what does faith do? What is faith for? Well, number one is to win souls. Let's put faith into the context of what it's for. It's to win people to Christ. Now we can't command people to come to Christ. We can't in any way force that, but we've got to put our faith on the line. As for me and my house, I'm not losing one in Jesus' name. Everyone is gonna to come to Christ and mature in God. With your kids, with your family, then you can put your faith on your office. I am gonna believe God for my office. I'm gonna believe God for my road. I'm gonna believe God for my neighbours. We're gonna put our faith on the line. We're gonna develop our faith to see people come to Christ. Can I hear an amen that we act and sound like Jesus? What else do we use our faith for? This is just introduction that we, that we make a difference in our world. When we leave the house in the morning, we're gonna make a difference. So we're gonna use our faith to do that. What else? To live in our personal victory needs faith. For me to live in my personal authority and the abundant life is not a God choice, it's a Julian choice. Because God says, see, I've set before your life and death, the blessing and the cursing every day. Choose life. 
Choose life. That's a faith choice. I'm gonna choose the abundant life. I'm gonna choose authority that I can trample on serpents and scorpions. This is not a God choice, it's a believer choice. And of course, lastly, to walk in the abundant life. So it's in my personal authority over the enemy and it's in my personal abundance. That's really the full sub of life. To see other people come to Christ, to impact the world around us, to live in authority and to live in abundance. We have the name of Jesus Christ. There's a number of things. Again, this is not a faith series. Come to Academy. We do faith. You better believe it. We grow faith on purpose. But today I want to just take one aspect of faith, which is faith in the name of Jesus. When the Lord Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, he gave his disciples a great commission. Go into all the world, preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drink anything deadly, won't hurt you. Lay hands on the sick, they will recover. And what did he say? Go in my name. In my name. Go and do this stuff. Let's just get this settled right at the very onset of this. To go in the name of Jesus is the same as if Jesus was there himself. Probably one of the strongest things I can say this morning. To go in the name of Jesus is the same as if Jesus was there himself. I'm gonna say that again, I just love it. To go in the name of Jesus is the same as if Jesus was there himself. What it is to go in the name of Jesus, to pray in the name of Jesus, to believe in the name of Jesus, to preach in the name of Jesus, to shine in the name of Jesus, to love someone in the name of Jesus to provide to somebody in the name of Jesus, to lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus. It's as if Jesus was doing it himself. It's not just a statement, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. It's as if he's declaring it himself. Because we're doing it in his name, as though he were here. So four things just quickly to pull out about this morning. Number one, we wanna talk about the authority in Jesus' name. Authority in Jesus' name. See, that is really, if you go to a concordance, if you go to anything online, not that you believe everything online, but you go to a Strong's concordance or you, you look into what the word authority means, it just simply means this, the absolute right to command something, to declare something. The absolute right to give orders and make decisions. That's what authority means. Very different to power and ability. It's the right 
to make decisions. If you have the authority about something, then the buck stops with you. You make the decision. Do we go or do we stay? If you've got the authority, it's your choice. Are you with me? It's your call. Authority means the absolute right to make decisions, to give orders, to make commands. We could go to the Gospels. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I give you authority to bind and to loose. And I'm not gonna get into all that as a teaching this morning. Often that is mistaught and that's, that's stretched outside of Scripture. But what it's saying, I give you the right to declare what is lawful, to declare what is God's will. And we gotta be confident with this. You see, here in Citygate, this is why Acts, Acts 3, I love Acts chapter three. That which we have in the name of Jesus Christ, bang, and he declares something. He declares in authority, you don't hear the whole thing obviously, or you don't hear what's going on on the inside of him, but he's releasing authority saying, I make a decision today, you're not staying like that. Wow. Oh no, we need to pray about it and see what is God's will. We've already prayed about it. We've already got God's will. Very simple. This is the basis of our authority. We find out the will of God and we declare what is the will of God. Really simple stuff this morning but really powerful. If you don't know the will of God, then how can you make the right decision? But if you do know the will of God, then you can make the right decision and you can make the right choice and make the right command. Does that make sense? Oh, but Pastor Jay, what if God's changed his mind? Well, God hasn't changed his mind. He has not changed his mind. The cross speaks of a, an experience that Jesus went through from life to death and back to life again in order to bring redemption. None of that's changed. There is always forgiveness in Jesus. There is always healing in Jesus. There is always abundance in Jesus because that's what he won on the cross. That's what he won. He didn't go to the cross to say, now I'm gonna choose, I might wanna you know, teach you something, you're gonna keep this sickness. No, Jesus went to the cross and took that sickness in his body on the tree and he went down to the lowest place and was raised up in authority over sickness and disease. So now in Jesus' name, we have authority to say, that is illegal in my body. That is illegal. It has no place in me. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. So in the authority of Jesus' name, I make a decision, I make a choice, I declare a command, this is the will of God. In the name of Jesus. That's authority for you. We declare the will of God. We have authority to speak with the Father. We have a right, and I'm not into all this, I know my rights, entitlement stuff, that, that's not where we come from. I thought humility says that it's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives in me. Let's not fight in the flesh, let's stand in the spirit. But I can go to God washed in the blood. 
I don't come in with unfilthy, with, with unfilthy, with unrighteous in filthy rags. I come in washed in the blood of Jesus Christ with my head held high with a boldness and a confidence that as He is, so am I in this world. I know who I am in Christ. And I can walk into the throne room no matter what state I'm in because I don't come in my own righteousness. I come in in authority in the name of Jesus Christ. And I can speak with the King of Kings. I can speak with the God of all creation. He has already stretched out his scepter of righteousness to me and said, anytime, anytime, authority. Everybody say authority in Jesus' name. What did Peter say? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That was a declaration of authority. Can you hear the authority in it? When we pray, guys, let's pray in authority. We're not this sort of, oh God, if it be thy will, wash your mouth out. Find out the will of God, then pray. Are you with me? Now, you might have to pray to find out the will of God. That's fine. God, what is your will in this situation? The first place he'll send you is the Bible. The first place, because then you've got a plumb line to know what you're hearing is from God. Don't just sort of go out into this spooky place. You haven't read your Bible for a month and you're out there in the spooky place. Oh God, will you speak to me? You're gonna hear anything. You're gonna hear your soul. You're gonna hear your emotions. You're gonna hear your feelings. You're gonna hear your pains, your woes, your offenses. You're gonna be standing there hearing all of this solely stuff. No, go to the Word of God first. Get that as a plumb line. Get that as, as truth and life on the inside. And then when you go to God and you say, God, will you speak to me? You got a plumb line to know this is God and your soul's already shut up. Amen. It's just straight this morning. Rise up and walk. It was a declaration of authority. Number two, we have authority in Jesus' name. Number two, we have power in Jesus' name. Now, power is different to authority, but they're both in Jesus' name. What is power? Power is not the right to make a decision or make a commandment. It's the ability to carry out the action. It's not that, and I know, you know, I don't want to take, I would never take the glory away from God. We know the power is God's power. Amen? We know that. It's like, you know, all these electrical things here. Um, it's only because they are plugged in a socket. This thing is not the source of electricity. It's not the source. It just has the ability to shine. Why? Because it's plugged into the power. So we know that our God is all-powerful. It's not Julian Melfi power, but it's power I have in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to say it as it is. 
You and I, if you're a believer, has the power to heal the sick. Not just the authority. It's called the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We have the authority to say, you're not staying like that. And we have the power to heal the person. And I love this. That which I have, I give, Peter said. What did he have? He had authority. He had ability. He had the ability in him, in the name of Jesus. What is power? It's the ability to fulfill the task. It is supernatural ability in the name of Jesus. It would include all of these and more. Healing and deliverance, supernatural breakthrough, moving the mountains. Who moves the mountains? We move the mountains in the name of Jesus with the power we have from God. We're not saying, God, will you move the mountain? God's not moving any mountains. He said, you move the mountain in my name. Does this, does this make sense? There's a bit of a just straight teach step by step because we got to grow our faith. We got to grow our faith. I've got to grow my faith. We're going into territories now where I need greater faith. And I know where I'm going to get it from the same place I got the last lot in there. Just going to grow and get stronger. It's no longer going to be the weak, small, little. It's going into the strong, great area. Are you, are you with me? Faith in the name of Jesus is where the power is. And I love this. So Peter took him by the hand and lifted him up. Just imagine that. The guy had been lame from his mother's womb and he reached in and pulled him up. And he went walking and leaping and praising God. You can tell she's got little girls, can't you? <laughs> awesome. But just listen to what Peter did. He took him by the hand. I can't find any type of prayer there with the Father. He was in communion with the Father. Being led by the Holy Ghost, absolutely. But this was spontaneous. Just walking past. Saw him and the guy said, give me some money. Bang, look at me. I bet I'll just look to Jesus. He's not looking at Jesus. He's looking at Peter, expecting money. He's not even in tune with the Holy Ghost. He's not in a place of faith. Peter says, that which I have, I give. Today's your day grabs him by the hand, pulls him up. And immediately the man's feet and ankle bones receive strength. Where did they get the, the strength from? Out of Peter. There is a power in touch. I'm not doing a healing series here today. We don't hover, we grab. We don't sort of, oh Lord, We're not doing any of that. It's like, come on, you're going to get this. 
and there's a, I'm, I'm going to release power right now. To move in the Holy Spirit is something we train it here in the church. There is a way you walk with God, you hear God, you hear what He's saying, you see what's going on. Jesus, I saw you under the fig tree before I, you know, we met in person. Jesus was seeing stuff in the Spirit. We see things. The Apostle Paul says, uh, I'm not there physically, but I can see what you're doing. There's, a, there's something that happens when you walk in the Holy Ghost, which is why we spent a couple of weeks now on the, on the Holy Spirit. That which I have, I give. And there is an impartation that happens when you pray, declare, speak in the name of Jesus. You release it. You release the power of God. It's not a, oh Lord, will you? No, it's what am I going to give you right now? I'm going to, the moment I, you know, I say this to to people who are outside the church, not to Christians because they don't, you know, Christians sort of get it. But when you're praying with someone who isn't a believer, you're not saying now, you know, the Lord this and the Lord that. It's all like, okay, I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. I believe he's going to do something. When I touch you, that's when it's going to happen. Bang. There's authority, there's power, and you release it in the name of Jesus. Number three, hope you're getting something out of this today. Faith in the name of Jesus. I know it's what we're talking about today, but part three, faith in the name of Jesus. You see, authority, dead fly, authority and power, and I'm not raising him from the dead right now. He needs to stay dead. Authority and power are God's responsibility that He gives to us. Faith is my responsibility to grow. It's my responsibility. It's His power, it's His authority in the name of Jesus, which He's given. But faith is our part. Faith is what we do. I'm going to grow my faith today. What am I going to do? Well, if you think, you know, if I had a dumbbell here or whatever it is, weights, and I was doing this, that's great. Perhaps this is a promise for healing, and I'm believing it, and I'm declaring it, and I'm shouting it out, and I'm laying hands on the sick, and I'm going through the Word of God, and I'm reading every Bible verse there is about healing. You know what? (sighs) That gun is going to happen. What's going to happen to this one over here of financial abundance? Nothing. It's going to die off. If it just stays there, that's it. It's going to be ineffective. Oh Lord, I can believe you for healing, but I can't believe you for finances. We'll start flipping, moving this one. Amen. Go to the Bible. Start tithing. Start giving. Start being a blessing. Start doing something. Come on, I'm going to grow this faith. I'm going I'm to sow on purpose. I'm going to sow that and I'm going to believe for that. And you're doing it by faith. Faith is developed by us. Are you you hearing me this morning? Faith is at the very heart of of our responsibility and at the very heart of our relationship with Almighty God. Where do we get faith from? Faith comes by hearing and hearing develops by the Word of God. Where does faith come from? Revelation. On the inside. There were times over the last year in academy where I could see it on people's faces. The light bulb went on. Boom. Moment where God spoke. He's like, 
I got it. Wow. It's that wow moment when it means more than just, I've read this a hundred times. It's now, I've got it. Revealed word on the inside. Faith does so much stuff. It's not just believing in the Lord. That's believing in the Lord. Faith is is the spirit of faith which connects us with God, which releases God's power. It's a creative tool in our hand to do the works of God. Yesterday, I've got so stirred by all the bikes in the church, I went down to a, a garage down the road and I got my, my Dragstar 1100 monster bike which had been sitting there for a couple of years and the, and the steering lock had snapped off on the inside so it was like a little bit like trying to push this bike home weighs as much as a mini. It's a monster bike and it was rusty and old and mouldy, but I got excited because I love rusty and old mouldy things. That's why I love leading churches. <laughs> Polish, we get everybody polished up. Amen. So I got this thing home and I pushed it home and oh wow, the first bit of the journey was like a little, a little incline. Oh, I couldn't push it. I'd only gone about 10 yards and then there was this push and I had to stand there talking to this lovely old lady and I thought, well, she can't push it with me. So <laughs> we just started, to, she offered and I said, no. I said, I'm a, I'm a traditional gentleman. There is no way I'm going to ask you to help push my bike. But on the inside, I was going, ask again and I'll say yes. <laughs> but anyway, um, anyway, so I stood on the pavement and people going by and then there was this guy. I thought, you're a little bit overweight, but you'll do. Fantastic. <laughs> I was thinking, oh man, I don't want to wear him out. But anyway, so, so he came and I said, listen, five minutes. So we pushed it up. Anyway, I got it home. And, you know, I got out my tools. I got out my spanners and my screwdrivers and the, all the stuff. Got it all out. Why? Because I had a job to do. Had a job to do. You get your faith tools out. What tools do you need to heal the sick? Faith for healing the sick. That's a tool in your hand. You get it out and you use it. Okay, I'm going to go to my toolbox of casting out demons. What I know from the Word of God, what I know from Scripture, what I know from experience that I've had that lines up with the Word of God, what I know in the name of Jesus, I'm going to get my toolbox out and I'm going to do this. Faith is a tool in your hand to do the job that's called, that Almighty God's called you to do. Faith resists the devil, causes him to flee. Faith creates an atmosphere where miracles happen. This is why Sundays is so important to respond by faith. Yes, you're speaking faith. You're releasing faith. It's not just a, like a party trick. Hey, let's just try and create a nice buzz in the room. No, every time you go in the name of Jesus, every time you declare, yes, I agree in Jesus' name. Every time when we sing and it's like, come on guys, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Corporate faith is released in the room. Faith is released and our faith is, as a church, grows exceedingly like over in 1 Thessalonians. It creates an atmosphere where miracles happen. Faith brings our future into today's experience. We lay hold of the future by faith. I'm not just praying about it. Dear God, I'm laying hold of it and saying today in Jesus' name, I believe I receive. Faith is evidenced in what we say and what we do and find, well, Peter said, look at us, that which I have, I give. What a declaration of faith. You've heard me say this 
probably hundreds of times now, there is nowhere in the New Testament where we ever pray for the sick. Nowhere. Jesus said, heal them. There is nowhere in the New Testament. The only verse is in James chapter 5, and it's not the word prayer, it's the word oath. The oath of faith will save the sick. And that really means the decision, I declare it, I believe it, this is going to happen. The oath of faith will heal the sick. Amazing. Why? Because faith speaks. Peter said, that which I have I give. And finally, let's use the name of Jesus. What do I mean about that? What do I mean by that? So many things here. Run into the name. His name is a strong tower. His name is a stronghold. Run into the name of Jesus. What do you do when all hell is trying to destroy your life? Run into the name of Jesus. And you're lifted high up above evil. Run into the name. When you run into his name, you're running into his word. You're running into his love. You're running into his presence. The name of Jesus. I love the new song we're singing. I speak Jesus, greatest name in heaven and earth is the name of Jesus. Run into the name. Receive the name. Well, it's already been given, but know, know in yourself, I have received the name of Jesus. I have received it. The name is given, the Bible says. I don't have to ask permission to use the name. I just need to be in the bounds of Scripture. In Jesus' name. It's my name. I can use it. I can use that name. We are to call upon His name. <laughs> he is the answer to every need. Declare the name in a confidence and a boldness as the answer to other people's needs. One of the most powerful things, and I, you know, some of the things you hear early on in your Christian life is when it really impacts you. There's this lady in the bath, forgive this, but it's just where it was. There's this lady in the bath and this guy, you know, comes into the apartment and, you know, comes into the bathroom. She just stands up and says, in Jesus' name. And bang, the Holy Ghost zapped that guy. Absolutely incredible. What are you going to shout when you're in the bath and somebody... Not that that's going to happen. It's not a prophetic word. <laughs> but what's your first? We heard about first, seek first the kingdom today. Where does your mind go first? Ah! Or does it first go to Jesus? The name of Jesus Christ is the name above every name. Declare his name in a confidence and a boldness. What else in this... You know how we use the name of Jesus. We impart to others or we receive life in the name of Jesus. Peter said, give what you got. That which I have in Jesus' name. Finally, we act on the name of Jesus. Hope you got something out of that today. We do something. We lay hands. We speak to them. Then we act like we're in the name of Jesus. It's not an act, it's truth. But we act like what we believe. That's a very simple teaching on faith this morning.
but it really is at the very heart of who we are. Can we stand to our feet today? Let's all declare that name. Jesus. Come on, let's declare it again. Jesus. Father, as we stand in your presence, we're here in the name of Jesus. All authority, power, dominion is all in that name. We pray in the name, Jesus, you said, anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. It's what you said. That which we have, we give. Well, Father, today, we thank you for opening our eyes and our understanding to that which we have. The name of Jesus living in us, in our heart, in our mouth, to see souls saved, to make a difference in our world, to stand against the plans of the enemy and to live in the abundant life. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you're here today and you need to receive Jesus as Lord, Perhaps you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Perhaps you need to come back to God right now. See, the Christian life is not a religious life. It's a relationship life. It's a relationship with Almighty God in Jesus. And I know if I'm cold. I know if I'm not on fire with, for God. I know if I'm not in relationship with God. And I need to come back to him. And that's, that's something that happens and we go through life. But if you're here today and you know this is your day to really come back to God. This is it. My life changes today. Or perhaps you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Perhaps you're thinking, is there a God? Isn't there a God? Did Jesus really die? What? Today's your day. You're not here by accident. You're here to settle it once and for all. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, God will do what he says, which he says, you know what? I'm going to come in and I'm going to take out all the old and put in a brand new spirit on the inside of you. And it's a spirit of faith. And it's a spirit of joy. And it's a spirit of love. It's the life of God living in a human being. And that's only available in Jesus' name. Jesus said, you've got to be born again. You don't get that from Muhammad. You don't get that from Hindu um, gods or idols. You don't get that from any other religion. Those have all got a heart to get to God, but hallelujah, in Jesus, He is God. He is God. He said, you must be born again. Come into your life and my life. So if you're here today with every eye closed and every head bowed to say, yep, I need to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior or come back to God, then I'm going to ask you to do something and lift your hand in this auditorium right now, please. Is there anybody here today? God bless you. Wonderful. Come on, there's other people here today. You know you need to come back to God. People responding. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on, don't leave this auditorium without saying, this is my day. Is there anybody else here today to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior or come back to God significantly today? Last time as I look across, make sure I've seen your hand. Wonderful. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your love that is shown in Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, being raised from the dead. I give you my life. Come into my life. Make me a brand new person. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord, my Savior, my friend. I receive eternal life. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give God praise today? Wonderful.